Hi, Mima. Hello, my precious drama. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little worried that my voice is going to sound weird because I'm just like a little stopped up today. Well, as long as you hold your hand in front of your face and I can see your green nail polish, I think that's okay. <laughs> oh, right. Would you select another color? Oh, I, perhaps there would have been another color. There, there's zoo green, though, for oh, zoo la la. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. They're not Mima approved. Um, didn't say that. No. Just simply said there could have been another color. <laughs> I love it. If you yeah, don't like worry, it, they will be changed. Like no, no, no. If you like it, then it's important. That's important. That's you like it. Yes. They were fun for what they are, but I will be having a separate color in a week's time. Whatever you choose, my dear. <laughs> well, my icebreaker question to get us started today okay. is what would the title of your autobiography be? That's a good, good question today. <laughs> the title has been there, done that, been around the block several times, and I deserve the right to have an opinion about it. Oh, that's a long title there, Mima. We might need like an acronym or something. Yeah, okay. I wanted to cover the whole face of the book. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> How about that you? is awesome. Been there, done that. Um, yeah, I think my autobiography would be titled Nevertheless She Prevailed. <gasps> Very good title. Very Thank good. Thank you. It yeah. doesn't cover the whole top of the book, but it'll do. Yeah. 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 And my icebreaker question is Yes. If you could be anyone but you, who would you be? Oh my gosh. Um that's hard. If I could be anyone but me, who would I be? Honestly, I would probably want to be a man in power to know what that like I would. I would want to know what that status is like. That's something that I will never experience, the gender swap to see it from like a completely different perspective. Um yeah, I would. I, that's that's probably who I would be. Why couldn't you be the powerful person that you are as you are? Because that wasn't the question. I know. <laughs> Anyone that you wanted to be, who would you be? A man in power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to know what that status is like to not have a lot of blockades in your way that I think being a woman in power would give. So I think that would be a really interesting experience. Yeah. What about you, Mima? I'd like to be Carol Burnett. <laughs> you basically are, Mima. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be Carol Burnett. One oh, my gosh. Asked one time was, do you want to be the smartest person in the room or the funniest person? And I yeah. want to be the funniest, smart person. And she's smart and she's funny and, you Incredible. know, just enjoy. So I would love to just really be on the stage just one time and be yeah. good at it. Be good at it, you know? So Yeah. 
I love she's wildly talented. Talk about a lifetime a career achievement. You bet. You bet. Yeah. What have we gotten questions today? Oh my gosh, we have some hard hitting questions today, Mima. Um we're not starting easy. One of the questions that was submitted is how can I be satisfied with where I am in life without comparing myself to others? That, that one is really tough. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a person that has for some reason been given the ability to always be positive. Yes, that's true. And my answers are very difficult. My answers are more positive than most because I've never been harder on myself than some people are on themselves. Right. So I really look at the glass as being half full rather than half empty. That's a very difficult question for me to answer to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I think um, possibly quoting Gee, if I can remember it right, Jim Rohn, who was a motivational speaker, um, something like he said, the best motivation is self-motivation. And the person that says, I wish somebody would come and come by and turn me on. But actually, what if they don't show up to come and turn you on? So you really have to have a better plan for your life. Mm. You can't depend on somebody else to do that. Something inside of me always says, gee, I think I can handle this. I know I can handle it and I'm going to because I've only got one chance at it. And that's this Mm -hmm. moment, not one chance at failure, but people have to fail to to succeed, but to continue going. And does that make sense to you? Uh, It it, totally does. Yeah. Hard question for me because I'm not a negative person. I've handled negative things positively. I have to think. I have to think it in my head all the way through and know that I am going to get through this because I'm me and I am worth it. And nobody's right. going to come knock on my door because they may not show up. So I have yeah. another plan. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's hard in, in my generation and younger yeah. generations because we do have social media and there's like a, a lot of expectations on us to be at a certain place at a certain level that we put on ourselves. And then we scroll on social media and see girls that are 10 times smaller than us are traveling the world, own their own companies or men with like fitness goals. And they see people that they admire all over the place. And so you're constantly being told in, in a certain way that you're not enough or you're not there yet. And you constantly are comparing yourself to people who are only posting the highlights of their life. And so I think that's where a lot of the question 
I I read into at least of I compare myself all the time when I open my social media apps or when I talk to friends who just graduated grad school and I'm like, wow, that was just not my path at all. Like, am I on the right path? And then you just start comparing yourself to others. It's just it's a, a slippery slope. Well, you you you're you're correct, and 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 the the culprit here is the social media, and right. It has made your generation look at somebody else and say, I am not blonde hair, blue eyed. I am not uh, 110 pounds in a body that is not a body of 110 pounds and compare yourself. And that's not right. And I'll go to my day when I did model and the model of the time was Twiggy. Who was this big, oh my God. great big toothpick? I'm <laughs> not a toothpick, but I made the decision for me that I enjoyed my chocolate. I'm going to have my donuts. I like dessert and I like gravy on my dressing. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in that picture frame. We have to make a decision, whatever picture frame we want to be in is the one for us. And you brought it up and that's correct. And that's comparing to what others see. What mm-hmm. think you should. It's not what they think. It's what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that is really hard to stand by. I definitely know that feeling, especially in my acting career, when you're sitting in a room with like 15 other girls who look slightly like you in just different versions and different sizes. And it's really weird. And you're sitting there like, okay, maybe they'll pick her because she's a little taller than I am or her because she's a little skinnier than I am. So it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to not do, but you really have to spend a lot of time on yourself and what you want out of life and really know that that's enough. I think you're correct. Yeah. Good question. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, some of these are hard hitting. Um, One, speaking of food and liking your chocolate and your gravy and everything like that, a question that was submitted is, as we get older, we can't eat the same things and the same amount that we used to when we were younger and our metabolism was kicking in. So how do we support our partner in making better food choices for where they're at now without it coming across as judgmental or controlling? Just eat what you want. Just eat what you want. I mean, you know, if if that one wants to eat what they want, fine. Eat it. If not, you eat what you want. What difference? There's no judgment. Eat what you want. That's uh, yeah. uh, You know, I don't have time for all that. There's nothing that's going to be judgmental. There's nothing that's going to be you're terrible for doing this. Do what you want. Eat what you want. If it doesn't agree with your system, that's something else mm-hmm. altogether. Because as you tend yeah. to get older, you know, I can't eat cabbage anymore like I used to because I'll get <laughs> order, you know. So I'm not doing that. So no, no, indeed. Just no. want, you know, enjoy each other. You want to eat this and not have wheat and rice and paleo and this and, and vegan and vegan and whatever you want to do it. Enjoy. Love it. This is what I like. Just if mm-hmm. you like that, fine. I like what I like. Just do it. What difference does it make? 
But like, for example, Papa has like an issue with his sodium. So you yeah. guys switched out the salt in the house and stuff like that. So how do you go across like telling him like, this is bad for you and we need to make better choices without it coming across as like controlling or judgmental? <laughs> well, you just switch out the salt in the salt shaker for the one that he's supposed to eat. And he just okay. put salt on there that he's supposed to have. And oh. that's just the way it works. Um, okay. If somebody wants to argue with you about it, then you figure out a way to get around that topic. And you do it in a way that they have no clue what you're doing. And you do it. <laughs> okay. So just be sneaky. Yeah. Oh, no. Papa's yeah. fully aware. Yeah. And, you know generational differences are a whole another topic. Um, you're in your 20s. It's it's a decade of, of different kinds of worlds than you and I are in at the moment. Right. And I was in my 20s at one point, but it was a different generation of 20s. And, right. and there was no looking at salt because of a heart issue and saying you're not supposed to have salt. That didn't happen. So today we're more educated and hopefully people take into consideration that they can look up certain things and realize what's good and bad for them. And if they choose the other side and choose the bad stuff, go for it. What are you going to do? You just do the yeah. best you can. It's their life. Support them as much as you can. Yeah, I try not to be too pushy uh, on what he eats and doesn't eat. And sometimes <laughs> he likes that and sometimes he doesn't, but that's the way it is. I'm uh, Okay, another one is, how do I keep my expectations in check on what I can actually accomplish in a day? I originally in my mind, made a list originally. Mm. A list is so important. Oh, my to-do list is my savior. I mean, it, and the older you get, you got to have the list because you can't remember what number three is. The important thing at my age is to remember where in the devil you put the list. But <laughs> you, you have a plan. You have a plan the day before. You know what you have to do. And you start with the most important thing first and you go down that list. And once you check it off, check off your list, then you're all done. But you've got to prioritize what has to be done. And it's making a list. I don't know how else anybody else does it. I'm old school and I want paper and pencil to make the list. Not, Me my, too. My, not my phone, not my computer. I want a piece of paper and a pencil. But that's me. You do what you want. Yeah. Everyone makes fun of me because I, I have my, my to-do list with its motivational quote stickers on it. And I get to take my pen and strike through it when I'm, when I finish something and it gives me a sense of accomplishment, but I definitely have a habit of putting way too many things on my to-do list in a day and then having to move them over to the next day and so on and so forth. So I know it can get a little disheartening and I feel like I haven't accomplished enough. So just really knowing the time frame that you have available. Well, and that, that brings up something else. Sometimes people put too much on their plate and you're not a magician and nobody is a superhuman except the 
artificial superhumans that we see <laughs> you can only do so much. Right. Prioritize. Put the most important first and go down and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that kind of feeds into another question that was submitted, which is kind of a blanket question. Um, someone submitted, do you have any advice at all on practicing patience with myself? Practicing patience with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I have a great suggestion. I'm ready, Mima. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Breathe in from your nose and out through your mouth and do that three times and never speak unless you've done that. And the best thing to do is just say, I'll think about it and get back to you later. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say something that's going to blow it. And we all do that. And by just breathing three times, I'm able to clear my head, clear my mind, put a little oxygen in my brain and speak. Mm -hmm. I think we try to do too much. And we expect too much of ourselves and of other people in what they do. Mm -hmm. um, our world has changed. It's a magical world today because we have an opportunity to exercise patience where we never did before. People are beginning to come out of their shells, understand we have to put one foot in front of the other, move forward. And I think it's important that we exercise patience with everyone else, including ourselves. And don't speak unless you've taken those three breaths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to need to start taking three breaths. I feel... Patience with myself is a lot harder than patience with other people, which is interesting. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, of just giving yourself grace and time and space. And, you know, I think because of social media, people are harder on themselves than they need to be. True. I agree. It's a true statement. You don't need to be as hard on yourself as you think so. We're only who we are. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, and I've said it before, if everything were perfect, we'd have nothing to talk about. <laughs> I have well, we have definitely plenty to talk about, Mimo. <laughs> uh, what is the best way that you deal with stress? I just don't allow it to overcome me. Okay. How do you do that? How do I do that? I, I don't want stress in my life. I, I try to declutter the stress. I may have a few stacks of paper behind me on things I need to do. I don't think about stress. I don't think about the bad things. I don't think about um, wanting to change the world or agree or disagree with my neighbor on their opinion. I let everybody have their own opinion. 
Everybody mm-hmm. has their own right to speak their own mind. And therefore, it doesn't bother me. So it's not stressful. I really don't give a flip. (laughs) Really, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And why should I let anybody else bother me or anything? Now, if I don't have a job and I need a job, I'm going to go look for a job. And that can can be stressful. Be very stressful. But then I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to get out of the house and go interview or I'm going to get online and find a job. I'm going to do those things that get me going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm the person that opens the door and steps over the threshold and tries it. So, you know, I just don't let stress be part of my life. Mm -hmm. I try to handle every moment as if it is a moment. And like I've told you before, you can make a lot of money. You can make more money, but you can never make more time. So you can't let stress take it over. Make sense? Yes, definitely. I love it. Okay. All right. Our final question for this episode is, what do I do to help my partner with who struggles with communication? So if they're not communicating in the way that I need, how do I help them do so? I guess. The best way to help somebody else with communication is to get them to ask to, for you to ask them questions. Continue to ask questions. How do you feel about this? Do you like this or this? Do you prefer spaghetti and meat sauce or do you want fish? Why do you like the two? What is best about you? Now, after we've had that discussion, how would you take that discussion? That's my telephone going. And it's probably somebody wanting to put a new roof on my house. Or it could be somebody calling wanting to see if I wanted to sell my house. Or it could be someone that's just a robocall. But that happens all the time. Okay. Got it. I don't want that. Okay. Done. Okay, so I think once you initiate a conversation with someone, you talk to them and say, you and I have had a great conversation. How would you talk to somebody else about that? Hmm. If we walked into a room and I didn't know anybody, I yeah. work the room. I would go up and start talking to people and just get to know them. But someone someone that's very shy, I would say, just stay with me and listen and just walk with me. And I will talk to people, get to know them by asking them questions. And if that's something you want to do, try it. Some people just aren't social. Mm -hmm. 
But I also think in regards to relationships, there are ways that you can meet in the middle, but you also can't fully change the way that someone is. And so you also have to meet them where they're at and understand that it's not malicious or anything like that. They might just be bad at communicating or not like texting and prefer phone calls or what have you. I feel like you also have to meet the person halfway. Oh, exactly. Your grandfather wouldn't text under any circumstances. No, he emails us and says it's a text message. Yeah, Yeah. or he would prefer to talk to you on the phone. Mm -hmm. No question. Absolutely no question about that. So if that's what you're talking about, it's a simple thing. You just accept people for who they are. I don't know that you even sometimes have to meet in the middle. This is who I am. This is who you are. I do things that Papa doesn't do. You do things that I would never dream of doing. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. But if that's what you want to do, then that's fine. When you know what you want and you want it badly enough, you'll find a way to do it. If you know what you want, you want it badly enough, you'll find a way to do it. If you don't want it, it ain't going to happen. That's it. That's all. Done. Done. Well, do you have any advice for our listeners this week before we get off? Well, I think it's time that we all look at what's going on, make Mm -hmm. a safe evaluation for ourselves, and proceed with caution. Yes. It's not over yet. Nobody said it's over what we need to look at is be cautiously aware and move forward. And I'm so excited for this day to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for the day to hug you, Mima. Oh, I can't wait. And I think it's going to be in the next couple of days. I know. I'm so know. excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I know. Oh, I'm, I, I can't wait to hug you. And I think that is... Very good advice, both with the state of the world, but just also in life in general. Just proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. I love you, Mima. I love you too, my sweet.